coming at you from the Hey Yo Studios. It's the Fade Route with D and Z. Here are your hosts, D and Z. Coming at you live from the AO studio. Ayo. It's the Fade Route with D-N-Z-I-M-D. We've got a great show for you tonight. A baseball game was played in London. We order up the best outfielders in Major League Baseball. And there were a couple of trades made in the NBA last week. But we begin today's show with the NBA draft. It's come and gone. Wembanyama went number one overall to the Spurs, followed by Miller and Scoot Henderson to the Hornets and Blazers, respectively. Z, it might be silly to ask this question, but I'm going to ask it. When can we expect the Spurs to reach the NBA Finals? Well, let's see. Let's look at it, right? When the Spurs drafted Tim Duncan... They had David Robertson, they had David Robinson, they had Larry Brown, they had Avery Johnson, they had Sean Elliott. They had a they had a, a system already set in place. They had they had an infrastructure already set in place. What is the infrastructure here on this team besides Greg Popovich? And even then, how much longer does Greg Popovich want to coach? Right, because eventually a man, a man just wants to ride off into the sunset. A man just knows that time is up. But look at this roster, right? Nothing exciting here. Wembanyama is automatically the most exciting guy here. You got Romeo Langford. You have Devontae Graham. Exactly. You have. He's a he's a good player in Indiana. You know. They have Georgie Dang, okay. Jeremy Sochan, who is a good player. People are excited about him, and he's young at 20 years 20 years old at a Baylor. 6'8", 230, has potential. Has potential to be a big time forward in this league. Now, for all the good that is there, right? You have a lot of what a lot of who a lot of place and this team was 22 and 60 last year with these guys the one banyama factor maybe 15 of those games go the other way now you're in a playoff spot right you're close to a playoff spot if you turn 15 of those losses into wins, you're now at 37 wins. And you're on the outside looking in, right? It's a little rosier. It's a little brighter. Championship? You need a superstar to go with Mr. Wembanyama. Now, I don't know who that is. Is that a package deal from Damian Lillard? Is that a, a Jalen Brown? Is that a Jason Tatum? I don't know who that is, but this is not ready for prime time just yet. Championship-wise, if at all, I'm looking at 
four to five years down the road. Because right now, this is a team that is promising, a team that may make a quick turnaround and be a little bit better. But from what I see right now, they are not ready to contend. Uh, yeah, you know, you kind of swayed me a little bit. Because um, I was I was thinking he's he's a he's an impact player. Um I would think he would be, um, assuming he stays healthy. Um, very interesting. He's foregoing playing for the French national team. Uh, and he's going to be playing in the summer league, which starts, I believe, in like two weeks or next week out in Vegas. Uh, so bravo to him. Um, I agree that they don't have any players. Um <laughs> They do have a very good coach, but I agree with you. I don't know how much longer he's going to be coaching for. Um, just looking at past stars, took LeBron five years, took Michael Jordan seven years, took Kobe Bryant five years. Tim Duncan was two years, but that was a team that was already ready. And... Tim Duncan was first, it was NBA first team in his rookie season. Balled out for the Spurs. Like, damn. Um, so I think it's fair that within five years, they'll be at least in the NBA finals. Uh, he measures at 7-3. Um, and from what I understand from people that have seen him play, he's not... He's not a guy that gives you 48 minutes. But what he does do is when he does, when he turns it on, it's on. Like, you know, he'll go five, seven, eight minutes dominating on both sides of the basket, like both sides of the court, where he's blocking shots, he's stripping, he's stripping the ball, he's making threes, he's getting to the basket. Let's be real, Z. When he goes up for a shot, nobody can block his shot. There's nobody that can block his shot. He's like Kevin Durant. He's like LeBron James. When he decides to take a jump shot, it's like an open jump shot for him. So I I wouldn't be surprised if he gets it done sooner than later, but I think at most five years. Well, we also have to take into account that while this is happening, some teams are getting better right? Some teams are getting worse. Where are the Warriors going to be in five years? My question to you, could that be the case where the Spurs and the Warriors kind of invert their standings? You know, are the Sacramento Kings going to be high up or are they going to be like, are they going to be backsliding on you? Are you going to have the Nuggets? What what role, where are the Nuggets going to be? Are they going to be the dynasty that Jamal Murray thinks they're going to be? Like, it's very interesting to see that. Like Talent will always rise to the level that it's going to rise to. Now, for some people, that is champion. For some people, that's dynasty. Some people, that's Hall of Fame. Some people, that's very good. I'm not going to predict Victor Wembanyama's injuries, potential injuries, because he is so big. 
and he is so thin, even though he even though he is like solid, still a real thin dude. Yeah. So and we can know, see what could happen to a foot or a toe could sideline even the biggest players. Greg Oden, Yao Ming, Bill Walton. This is a well documented. This is a well traveled path for the NBA big man. But, you know, five years is more... I think five years is more than reasonable here. Yeah. Yeah. And on top of that, like, other teams are going to bubble down and other teams are going to bubble up. So I definitely could see that. But who would be the guy, right? You're running the show in San Antonio. If you're going to accelerate this, if you want to turn this five-year into, like, a three-year window... Who are you targeting to pair with Wembenyama to make that happen? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know he's my star, so I I, I need a I don't need a I don't need a one A or a one B. I need a B, right? So you got what like Chris Middleton's out there, right? He's available. You can get him now. You can get him now. Um. I know it sounds, it might sound crazy, it might sound crazy, but if I could get Zion on the cheap, take Zion on the cheap, he's only 26, 25, roll the dice, see if he can get better, see if he can play. Um, you got a James Harden out there. I know you don't like it, but you got Kyrie Irving out there. I, I just I need someone I need someone to get in the basketball, and in a Zion Williamson situation, my team could be terrible. We're gonna get every single rebound, <laughs> and Zion's really good at putting it back. I'll get I'll start my own twin towers again. He's, <laughs> you know, so yeah, that's that that would be the route I would go. I, Dame Lillard, you know, we're gonna get to that in a minute. I'm like that's not the way I'm gonna go. I need somebody with like you know. I need a point guard, another dynamic player. I don't I don't need another I don't need a one A or one B. I just need I need another I need another player. Now this is gonna sound crazy to you, but and, and I've been I've been low on this guy, right? I, I've been very I've been very low on this guy. But in terms of the ultimate change of scenery and the guy who's talented enough to make this work, Ja Ma Rant. No, okay, yeah, I can see it. I don't so, I don't think that's a bad idea. Smaller market, Tim Duncan is in his ear. Greg Popovich is in his ear. Mm-hmm. Wembanyama is in his ear. Like that could be, I think that could be the blessing in disguise that could turn John Morant in from into the player that we thought he was, and not the cautionary tale that he's slowly but surely becoming. Avoid messy accidents. Get better stopping power with your brake pads. Callahan brake pads. You never know when you'll be driving in the road and there will be a truck tire that you need to avoid and save your family. Callahan Auto. We really care about what's under your hood. While we're talking about Wembenyama, other guys went in the draft. Let's be real here. Scoot Henderson was drafted by the Portland Trailblazers. And his natural position is point guard. Now, we know Damian Lillard wants to stay in Portland. And we know the GM wants to build around him. But is it in the best interest of both sides 
to call it quits and move on. I, I got to rant a little bit here, you know, because floor is yours. Listen, floor listen. Yours. If I'm the owner of the Portland Trailblazers, I'm firing the GM. The name <laughs> of the game is to win championships. We have not won with Dame. And we've had talent here. Remember Dame and LaMarcus Aldridge? Like, we've had talent here. CJ McCollum. And it's like, yeah. And then we got, we paired him with a guard. We've paired him with everybody. It does. It's not happening. We have not won with him. Let's try to win without him and let's get some value back. This is the problem with a large number of Hall of Famers, right? This is what happens when everybody's a Hall of Famer. And you have these guys that are 75 of the best NBA players, and, and, and you put guys in there that aren't champions. How could a player as talented as Dean be complacent to staying in Portland and never winning anything? But then people outside Portland are like, oh man, he's a top, he's a top hundred player. Oh man, he's a Hall of Famer. Sure, sure, certified Hall of Famer. Russell Westbrook, certified Hall of Famer. Dude, dude is is Russell Brick. Like Russell Westbrick, like he can't hit anything. He doesn't win games, but he's a Hall of Famer. So why would Russell Westbrook feel the need to win a championship if he could just go to Portland or go to New Orleans, uh, score 25, 30 a game, average five or six assists, and never win anything but still be considered great? Like you're you're reducing the quality of winning championships by elevating to everybody being great players, everybody being a Hall of Famers, what's the point of winning a title? Like, how how could we possibly, like, I bet if we weren't mentioning Dame as one of the best players, or if we weren't saying he's a certified Hall of Famer, I think then that might make an itch in his side to maybe go play somewhere where it matters, hit half-court threes in the finals instead of in the first round. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong here. I mean, how... How could a, I don't see how it can be? Listen, we look at Shaq. Shaq started Orlando. He went to LA. Then he went to Miami. Like, not that he was chasing rings, but he's going to play where he can feel that he can win championships, where he can compete. LeBron, we saw LeBron get up and do it. Now, again, he did go and join, you know, Jane, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosch in Miami. But when he went back to Cleveland, yeah, love and. And Kyrie were there, but Cleveland was his home. And he went there and he won Cleveland a championship. And when he went to LA, he brought AD there. It was him and AD that won the championship. You know, those guys knew when it was time to go. At some point, you've got to know. It's, unless, unless he knows who he is. And this is why I don't give Kevin Durant too much trash. Because I think Kevin Durant knows who he is. He knows the kind of player he is. He was with Russell Westbrook, Kendrick Perkins, and and uh, James Harden in Oklahoma. They lost to the Heat, and that was it. They lost to the Heat in the finals, and that was it. They broke it up, and from that point forward, Kevin Durant's like, all right, I need help. I need help. I can't do this by myself. I'm going to go join a team, and I'm going to win some championships, and then I'm going to go join these guys over here because I'm going to try to win a championship. You're just staying in one place that and continually bad, and people still say good things about you. It doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me. Scoot Anderson is the future, and 
the Portland Trailblazers should be trading Dame Lillard. I don't care if Dame wants to be here. It's very nice you want to be here. You can come back and coach here. You can uh, you can you can uh, volunteer here if you want. But we're gonna get value for you now, so that we can make a run at things while the West is it's not wide open. But it, you know we, we have to compete. That's my rant. It's fair. What have they won with Damian Lillard? What has Damian Lillard won? But like I said, at some point, if you're a good, if you're a great player, if you think you're a great player, you've got to want to go win. At some point, you want to play on the biggest stage. You have to. It has to to drive you nuts. Well, he's trying to make the stage come to him. As, you know, as he was sailed, man. Ship has sailed. No one's well, going to Portland. Shit. No one's going to Portland to join Dame Lillard. No, not now. Not at 32. That's not happening. No. But if you look at this roster, right? They, again, another team that's not much there. Right? They were 33 and 49 last year. This team has Scoot Henderson. What's he going to be? Who knows? No, we don't know. He's question mark. Like we G- G- <laughs> just got drafted. Just got drafted. You have Cam Reddish, Yusuf Nurkic, you have Jeremy Grant, Keon Johnson, Tybel, Matias Tybel. Like that is interesting to me. That's intriguing to me. I like him as a player. Right? They have Anthony Simons. What is he? Don't know. You have a lot of I don't know on this team. You have Justice Winslow is on this team. Justin Win- wow. Justice Winslow is floating around the league and he, he's with Portland. Former this, top five pick, right? Yeah. Like, this team is dead in the fucking water. And they're dead in the water with him. Now, I saw a hypothetical trade out there where you're looking at, you know, Nurkic and Lillard to Brooklyn for, like, half their team. <laughs> I don't necessarily think that's a, a good idea from... You know, you're getting cast-offs from Brooklyn. Yes, they were good. You know, they, they were good once they left Brooklyn. Right? Spencer Dinwiddie. But now he's back in Brooklyn. So it, it's a very strange idea. And I don't know. Like, you're going to get Dinwiddie, Nick Claxton, Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris. This is what's intriguing to me. This part. Those four guys are spare parts, right? Dinwiddie is probably a third or fourth best option on a team. He's, he's a good player. He's good. He's good. He's not great. Like they, that team was better before they broke it up. When they had D'Lo, when they had Karis LeVert, when they had Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis when they LeVert had that. Player. Karis LeVert is a very good player. So, what's intriguing to me about this hypothetical deal that Clutch Sports was looking at? And I'll credit to Clutch Sports on this. Clutch <laughs> points, rather. Clutch, po- clutch points. Three first-rounders, right? All three via Phoenix. So all of Phoenix's ones that they sent as part of the Durant trade. 2025, 2027, and 2029. The 2029 pick is top three protected. So even if you, you know, Phoenix isn't going to, Brooklyn isn't going to suck. Like, Brooklyn's going to be pretty decent if you put Lillard and Nurkic on this team. Like, that's the kind of move you need to make. You got to start 
considering if you are the Portland Trailblazers, you have to consider blowing this fucking thing up. <laughs> you, 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 the thought has to have crossed your mind. You're 33 and 49, right? I mean, I know you like to joke about with the Knicks, right? Because they're steadily climbing the ladder and teams that steadily climb the ladder, right? But this is the hamster wheel that you speak of. Like, this is the hamster wheel you're talking about. Constantly 33 and 49, where you're just like, uh, there's a ceiling. You're, you're, you can see, it's the glass ceiling. I can see 10th place. I can see the play-in tournament. And I just banged my head against it. I'm tired of being 33 and, was it, 33 and 49. I'm tired yeah. of being 33 and 49. Right, exactly. Now, if, that, if Damian Lillard has any pride, he, he, that makes him very angry. And this organization has repeatedly gone out of their way to keep them in that spot. <laughs> they got they got rid of Aldridge. They got rid of McCollum. But nothing is working. They got rid of Josh Hart. But nothing is working. So the best thing he can do for this organization is to say, let me go. Let me go. Right, 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 right. If you love Portland so much, do them a solid and get out of there. And let them start anew. Like, your best days are behind you, my man. And like, I, and like I said, like, you you should want, you, you're devaluing the NBA Finals and the NBA Championship by just staying in Portland and playing out your days there so that, what, you could be like a Portland legend? Eventually, someone's going to come in there and win a championship. And they're going to not forget about you, but it seems like, yeah, okay. Like, well, tr- I mean, let's think about this. Where is he in in uh, Blazers lore? I mean, Drexler's probably, probably one, right? Yeah. Would you say Clyde Drexler's number one? Yeah, sure. So what would he be, the second best Blazer? Maybe? Yeah, I don't think he's passing Clyde, man. Your legacy's set, my man. Go get that ring. Do what you gotta do. Go get that ring. And let Portland... If you love Portland so much, sign there on a one-day contract and retire. <laughs> as a member of the Blazers. Yeah, but you know what? You've amazing. wasted enough of your time. You've wasted enough of yeah. your time. Go chase the ring. Yeah, and then while, while Portland's not making any trades, there were... A lot of other teams that made trades last week on draft day, the week of the, the days before the draft, and shortly after the draft. Boston acquired Porzingis. Memphis picked up Marcus Smart. John Collins went to Utah. Rudy Gay went to the Hawks. And the rotting carcass of CP3 went to the Warriors. Z, which move stood out to you? Well... Kudos to the Wizards. <laughs> they cleared out Bradley Beal and Chris Paul in less than a week. Yeah, and Chris Paul was like the the uh, Abe Simpson meme where he goes into the bar, he puts his hat, he puts his hat on the <laughs> on the hat rack and turns around, takes his hat rack and like that's CP3 as a wizard. Like you could put his jersey in the rafters, like Mellow's Atlanta Hawks jersey. Oh, you could put that right in there. Okay. Now. The Wizards also got Jordan Poole, right? 
Yeah, so good for them. If they, yeah, if they, if they got a talented, if not a question mark, right? And he's a bad fit in Golden State. But let's see. This is his yeah, show. Yeah, he wasn't a bad fit, Z. He's a good player. He just had a bad year. He just he just didn't produce. He didn't he didn't play up to the contract. Well, and he, well, he signed a lucrative contract. And it's like, you got to go. Like, you, you, what you did in the, the playoffs last year, you got to go. Like, you got to go. You can't stay here with that with that garbage. Why I'm saying it was a bad fit is because he's young on a group of old heads. And those old heads still run the show. And it was very clear. It was very clear that they wanted that core to stay. Hmm. Now, they, they definitely... This move says we are all in on bringing back Draymond. Yes, hundred like percent. Like that, if if I'm Mike Dunleavy, that's the message. I might as well put it on a flag and like hung it and strung it up at Chase Center. But Z, that we makes that makes more sense than saying you know he was with a bunch of old heads. It's more like okay, we want to keep Draymond. We can't keep the both of you. You know that I think well, that no, is more he couldn't stay because he got punched in the mouth. Yeah, like he couldn't stay. Yeah, it was either one or the other. They chose to get to stay old. Like yeah, they chose right. They chose to stay. Chose to to stay old. That's true, because if you think about it, they're bringing Chris Paul to do what Jordan Poole was supposed to do, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You know, you keep scoring as much as Curry did, pass the ball, you know, be be with the second team. You know. Yeah. Now, when we look at the Atlanta Hawks deal. John Collins for Rudy Gay. It creates a trade exception for the Hawks. Like, okay, from a financial standpoint, that's cool. But the one that scratches my head, right? Like, Porzingis to the Celtics. I don't like it at all. I don't like it at all. I love Marcus Smart to the Grizzlies. I love that move. It gives you a veteran presence. It gives you a guy with some gravitas who can get in John Morant's face and say, wake the fuck up. <laughs> like, that is what, that is why they brought in Marcus Smart. That's why they got him. And this was an 11th hour trade because the or- original trade fell through. And then next thing you know, the Celtics are involved and holy shit, Marcus Smart is on the move. So, I don't know. I don't like... Porzingis in the front court with Tatum and Brown. I don't like that mix. Like they moved, they got the 25th pick in the draft. They moved some stuff around. Mm-hmm. The Wizards got Tyrus Jones, Gallinari, Muscala. They, they're that's already long gone. So the Wizards are clearing people out. That's what they're doing. <laughs> the Wizards are straight blowing things up as they are want to do as they should do. <laughs> they're blowing. So, they're just blowing things. <laughs> they're they're just they're just doing what they should have done four years ago when they doubled down on John Wall and Bradley Beal. Like Winger has come in from the Clippers and said this isn't working. Mm-hmm. As the as the guy who just had Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Russell Westbrook, he's like this isn't working. Mm-hmm. Time to make a move. But the Celtics, I, I don't think they they didn't solve their point guard problem. They didn't solve their big problem. Like he, he Porzingis is a shooter. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see him. I, I see him providing more confusion because you have the two Williamses down low. Who's he taking? Who's he taking minutes from? Mm-hmm. Like who? Who's losing out here? And are how are you going to suffer? So I'm going to say the Porzingis trade stood out for me, but not for the right reasons. 
Yeah. So I want I just want to talk a little bit about the Porzingis deal because I actually liked it. Um, I like what they're doing there because listen, what they had wasn't working, right? And you know, anybody who follows our show knows I've been saying that they need to blow this team up a couple years ago. Whatever they're deciding to do it now, that's fine, right? So Porzingis is coming off of his best shooting year of his career. He averaged 23.2 points per game, okay? He averaged more steals, and he averaged almost three assists a game. He's going to give them a dynamic that they haven't had as far as he can shoot, he can rebound, and he's going to be another presence in the front court. Now, I don't know what happens to to Grant Williams, and I don't know what happens to Robert Williams. I don't know what happens to those guys. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to play out. But I do agree that they need they need to still make one more move because they do need that guard. Because do they still have Brogdon or no? I believe they still have Brogdon. Originally, Brogdon was supposed to get shipped out. Right, right. So, so my whole thing is, is they still need the guard. Um, you know, maybe they get in the sweepstakes for a Lillard. I don't know. I think they still need the guard, but I like the move. He brings some, he, he brings another shooter that they're going to have to respect. The thing I the only thing I worry about Kristaps Porzingis is, is he's jumped around a lot in the last couple of years. He's been pleased, please only spending one or two years in places and people are moving on from him. And I don't know if that's just like a team dynamic thing or a him thing. Um, but he, he does play. He played 65 games last year. It's pretty damn good. Um, and I'm, I'm interested to see how he fits in their offense and how they're going to play with him. Okay. Now to the part, uh, that stood out to me. I don't for the life of me understand the CP three trade. I don't get it. The man has no rings and he gets hurt every year during playoff time. Z, I want to say it one more time. The man gets hurt every single year in the playoffs. Even got hurt this year, sunk his team. Got hurt when he was on Los Angeles Clippers, sunk the team. Got hurt on the Houston Rockets, sunk his team. You can't depend on him when it comes to playoff time. Okay? Now... Did you really make this trade just so he could lead the second unit? That's like drafting a wide receiver because he blocks well. <clears throat> like, what are you talking about? Like, that's really what we brought him in for so he can play with Jonathan Kaminga and, and all the guys that aren't good enough to start? Is that what we're really banking on? Because if that's what you're banking on and then he gets hurt, which he will, then who's going to lead the second unit? Clay? Like, what... What are what is Dunleavy thinking here? People were upset with the Marcus Smart trade, and I honestly get it. I mean, you know, but like I said, Boston was not winning with him. But you know, they they've got hype with Porzingis, and maybe maybe Boston goes after like a G D Vincenzo who just declined his his option to go back to the Warriors. But I don't understand the CP3 trade at all. 
he doesn't fit what they do. He's not a shooter. So let me get this straight. You get rid of Jordan Poole and you bring in CP3 so Draymond could throw punches at CP3. You think you think that relationship's going to go well? You think those guys aren't going to be like oil and vinegar? I mean, this is CP3 was the guy that broke up Lob City. Like Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, like that all went to shit because of him. And you're going to bring him in to Golden State? To, I, see, I don't get it. I don't get it. So that's what stuck out to me. I mean, I like the Porzingis trade, but really the first thing I said was Chris Paul. Oh, yeah. Like, just, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I mean, they don't really have another point guard on their roster. That's the other thing. So who's who knows what that's gonna look like because everybody else is a shooting guard now <laughs> does that mean does that mean Steph shifts and he plays the one and then Chris Paul takes the lead of the second team like is that the case or is Gary Payton Jr. gonna do that like what's what's the role here now Chris Paul cannot play starting minutes Chris cannot Chris Paul cannot play upwards of 50 games. See, if you're going to if you're going to keep talking about all the things CP3 can't do, this is going to go on forever cuz he can't do anything on a basketball court. Well, they're hoping to catch they're hoping to catch lightning in a bottle by maintaining him, right? They're trying to do a Kawhi. We'll play you limited run, we'll <laughs> play you limited games, we'll bubble wrap your ass until <laughs> We will put you in a glass case in case of emergency and, you know, trying to move heaven and earth, trying to make it happen so that when it comes time that the playoffs are here, he's actually healthy for once. Now, you can't guarantee that. Right? You can't guarantee health. Right? It's a wild card. And he has not demonstrated I can. once. I can guarantee health. <laughs> I can guarantee that he will be hurt come playoff time, or he will get hurt in the playoffs. I can guarantee it. I'll, if there are odds for that on FanDuel, I will put a bet down easily that he gets hurt in one of the rounds in the playoffs. Drop that into our DMs. Slide into our DMs at Fade Route Podcast on IG or at Fade Route DNZ on Twitter. Let us know if you see that on FanDuel because it sounds like uh, D has some I'm cash in. that he wants to put out. He wants to put it down. But, um, you know, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense from a long-term standpoint. This is clearly a shot in the arm. This is clearly, you know, a last gasp type move. Why are franchise. you so down? Why are you so down on the unicorn, man? Why, are you so why am I so down? Because I've yeah. seen it. <laughs> That's why. Because I've seen. He's a load of. It's a load of bullshit. <laughs> Boston is gonna is about to be sold a load of bullshit. But Brad from Stevens, this guy. listen, Brad Stevens has made all the right moves since he's gotten in that front office. Except I, one thing: <laughs> second row Joe is his coach. <laughs> second row Joe is the coach. Like, if he really wants to, you know, if Brad Stevens really wants to, to take over the reins and really make sure that they're on the right track again, he needs to come down from the front office and take the clipboard. That's when he was, that's when he was most relevant. That's, that's when he did a good job, right? He brought in Ime Udoka 
that just shows you that the either the lack of due diligence or his judge of character right as an executive Brad Stevens is on double secret probation as a coach he's pretty good so i don't know i feel that the boston celtics are in a a load of trouble and they haven't even scratched the surface of what they need now the saving grace is that free agency is coming up mm-hmm. right so they can possibly get a point guard yeah right? and if they're going to keep brogdon that's great keep malcolm brogdon yeah i like brogdon brogdon's a solid player but if they're looking for something more splashy if they're looking for something a little bit more sexy like they can definitely they can find him they they can they can find that person in free agency do you love brownies of course you love brownies but you know what's better than a brownie a delicious handcrafted gourmet brownie delivered right to your doorstep that's what our guys at sweet life brownie co offer chef tommy d and the crew offer a dozen delicious delights that you will crave from the classic ob to dutch apple to campfire s'mores and many more check out their website sweetlifebrownieco.com for their friday brownie drops at noon their site goes live and you see what they're making since you're there become a site member and earn points you earn 50 points just by signing up make sure you follow them on instagram and facebook too at sweetlifebrownie_co for the latest updates and their latest releases and creations that's sweetlifebrownieco.com give them a call 845-641-3043 and tell them dnz sent you that's sweetlifebrownieco.com 845-641-3043 Sweet Life Brownie Co. Because there's always room for a brownie. But while we're talking about all this basketball, a baseball series was played in London over the weekend, and MLB decided to send their best, <clears throat> their best, the Cubs and the Cardinals went to play across the pond at Tottenham Stadium. Now we joke about how the NFL would like to eventually move Jacksonville to London. Do you have any idea? Do you have any clue what angle Rob Manfred is working here? No. None. <laughs> Listen, I work for a global company when I'm not doing this podcast. And we have offices in London and Paris. And my co-workers, my co-workers thought the baseball game being played there was a joke. They joked about it. Like instead of they were like instead of running from first to home, our players going to go from third to home <laughs> because you know they drive on the other side of the road. Uh, I don't know what the what's the end game here, Rob. What's the end game? Listen, I believe the NFL was trying to grow the popularity of football and possibly put a team in London. Like I really, really truly believe. that that's what the NFL was after and they're testing the waters they're testing the market for it but what's major league baseball's goal baseball is already popular a game all around the world it's already a world game guys like they they play this game in Venezuela they play it in Curacao they play it in Puerto Rico they play it in Cuba they play it in China they play it in Japan they play it all over the world so you know we also have like the world baseball classic where we get teams from Italy, we get teams from Australia. 
shouldn't Major League Baseball games be played in like those places, right? So we can see, so you know, we can get more people from those countries interested in the game. Curacao, Mexico, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico. I just don't understand what the point of playing a baseball game in a city or a state or a country or a town where their number one sport is soccer. I don't get it. I don't I don't understand what the angle is. I would love and yeah, they had a good turnout. There were a lot of people at the game to be taking in the spectacle. I don't have the number of how many of them were American, but I'm I'm sure a vast majority of the people in the stands were Americans. What's what's the point? What's the point? I don't know. I don't just, know. You just wait until they play the game in Paris in two years. Then your boy Rob Banford came out today and said that you know he, he's they, he's talked about moving to a 154 game schedule to allow for teams to play overseas. Why can't we just move to 154 games? Why does it have to be oh because we want them to play overseas? Like it makes absolutely no sense. Okay. None of this makes sense. Is it you want to sell more merch? You want to sell That's more merchandise it. over there? Is that is that the name of the game? Is it really just merch? The name of the game is TV revenue and merchandise sales. You think you got more viewers because they went and played the game in London? In, I didn't watch it. In England, yes. I'm not they interested. don't care about they I'm not interested care. in watching the Cubs and the Cards play in in England, in London. I'm not once again, it is a tone deaf it's a tone deaf response from Rob Manfred. He takes for granted the markets he has because he wants to build the places that don't give a crap about baseball. He fancies himself an explorer. Okay, so so Z, what's he what's he trying to do? Is he trying to get people in London to like uh, stay up late at night to watch baseball games? Is that what he's trying to do? He's, he's trying to get people to, uh, with their Apple TV, watch the Yankees play. Is that what he's trying to do? Like, what is he? What? What? When they have their end of the year meetings, what? How would they deem London a success? What? Because they sold out the stadium? Because? merchandise went up 30% that given weekend like what's how are you measuring the success what what is how how do we know this worked you're going to look at ratings you're going to look at apple tv metrics you're going to look at international merchandise sales cuz again rob manfred does not care about the markets that he already has like that's proven. He's chasing London. He's chasing Paris. Like who cares? They don't. <laughs> they don't. Did France? Did did they feel the World Baseball Classic team? I don't even think they fielded a qualifying team. England fielded a team, barely. Like it's a market that does not care about your product. Why are you trying to be the first one there? I don't understand what he's trying to do. He's trying to be an explorer. Okay, that's All right, fine. Magellan. Right, exactly. Like, this makes absolutely no sense from a financial standpoint. Now, some of those markets that you mentioned, you can't go to, right? 
you can't bring a Major League Baseball series to Venezuela for the threat of the safety of the players. You can't bring a series to, like, you can't bring a series to Colombia, right? But these are quote unquote safer markets that you can bring your brand to. They're not gonna, they, how many times did they go to Japan? They're not going to Japan anymore. Why? Because the Japanese market is well entrenched with baseball. They're trying to go with that theory of, oh, if we give it to you, you'll learn to like it. It's like eating vegetables. Maybe they should go play games in India. Let's get that going. I mean, why not? Bangladesh. Why not? Africa. Go play in Africa. Let's go play 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 some baseball in Africa. Let's Let's go go to Cairo. Cairo. Let's, Let's go play... In Egypt, yeah, let's go do it. You know what? There are millions I, of air. How many? There are millions of untapped resources, right? And here's the thing. Here's what you can do. How many air force bases does the U.S. have all around the world? If you're really concerned about safety and if you're really concerned about those kind of markets, you can play it on an air force base. A couple seasons ago, they played at Fort Bragg in North Carolina. So if you can play at Fort Bragg, you can play on an Air Force base in, you know, wherever. So, like, if you're really going to grow the game, like, I can't dissuade you from doing that. If you're trying to do this because you're trying to grow the game. If you're trying to get an expansion team or if you're trying to get a relocated team, that is a dumb idea. Major League Baseball doesn't work that way. Because what's going to happen? You're going to have travel across an ocean hate to break it to you Rob that's a long flight there's a reason why the NFL is able to do it they play one game a week you play five a week four to five a week that does not work and you can you can you know play footsie with London you can play footsie with Paris you can play footsie with Europe all you want they don't want the product Caribbean wants the product. Mexico wants the product. Central and South America want the product. Asia wants the product. Australia. The Australian the Australian infrastructure is there. Go. Go do a series in Perth. Go do a series in Melbourne, Brisbane. You have infrastructure there. You don't have to create something that where it doesn't exist. All because you want to be first. All because you want to sell more hats. All because you want to <laughs> sell what? All because you want to like boost the re- boost the ratings on Apple TV or boost the ratings on TV. And I'm sorry, like that broadcast. I was watching it. I was getting my hair cut. It was brutal. <laughs> it was brutal. So, and not to mention, you. you I mean. You sent, in theory, what would have been a good matchup. Cubs-Cardinals, it's a rivalry matchup. You figure you'd get a good one. This year, the Cubs and Cardinals stink, right? Next year, you're sending the Phillies and the Mets. The Mets are no great shakes right now. The Phillies aren't that great either. So next year, who's to say that that matchup isn't the drizzling shits? (laughs) It's absolutely ludicrous that you're doing this. You're chasing the almighty dollar at the expense of other markets, particularly the domestic one that likes your product or 
you know, what your product used to be. But speaking of what used to be, the Yankees used to be good. They're kind of like, eh, right now. As Aaron Judge remains out for the New York Yankees. The team has managed to kind of hover around 500 in his absence, despite the team hitting 195 without him. Solid. 195. When asked when he would return, Judge himself said he is not sure. He has a torn tendon in his big toe. <laughs> when do the Yankees need him back to salvage this season? And again, you get hockey players playing with broken foots and sternums, but man, that torn ligament and that toe, the captain of the toes is keeping the captain out. Um, by the way, shout out to the Braves who won 20 games in June. Pretty damn impressive. Uh, yeah, I'm, Z, I'm guessing August 1st. They can get him back August 1st and only be 10 games out. They're currently nine and a half right now. I think they'll be able to make the playoffs if he comes back hot and firing. If I'm, if I'm mistaken, it's his right toe, right? It's his right foot. It's his right big toe. So it's the back, it's the back foot. So you don't, you know, you, very slim chance you would be hitting a foul ball off that foot. So that's what I, my, they, there's no way I would be shocked if he played in July. I'm sure he's going to lead the all-star voting. So stupid. Um, I'd say August 1st. I mean, when you look at it, right, it, it's about pain management at this point. A toe ligament is not going to heal. Like, <laughs> it's, it's the same with, like, plantar fasciitis. It's about pain management at this point. Now, no, he can't foul a ball off his back toe, but he may have difficulty, like, that's where your weight is transferred. He may have difficulty with weight transfer. Mm. Like, he may be wincing at the plate, he may not be able to put full force behind his mighty swings, but they need him ASAP. <laughs> A-S-A-P. Now, the problem is, is that you're not going to put him in the field. But you, I, I, I shudder to think that you would want to put him on the field where he's subject to more stress on this injured toe. So that means you DH him, right? Okay, easy problem. Easy problem solved. Where's Giancarlo Stanton play? (laughs) You can put him in left field. Oh, wait a minute. They've been trying to avoid that ever since they traded for the big man. Never mind the fact he's a decent outfielder when you let him play. But he's made of glass too. So we we don't want our big sluggers getting hurt. Yankees are 20th in runs, 28th in batting average, 29th in on-base percentage, 14th in slugging. This team is a 296 on-base percentage. Not batting average, on-base percentage. Their OPS is below is slightly over 700 as a team. 
That's not good. Anthony Rizzo is doing his best. Right? Rizzo is doing his best. He's leading the team in batting average. But... Higashioka and Trevino. Trevino, what happened? Higashioka ceded the playing time from him. LeMahieu's not hitting great. Donaldson is a disaster. Glaber Torres running with his head up his ass, as per usual. Volpe, he's been better since he made the mechanical adjustments that his uh, former teammate noticed as they were eating chicken parm and watching film. Not the guy that gets paid to teach him how to hit, Mr. Dylan Lawson. You have an outfield of a rotation of these five guys. Actually, six. No, no, five. Bader, Bowers. So Harrison Bader, Jake Bowers, Oswaldo Cabrera, IKF, and Billy McKinney. That's your outfield. They desperately need Aaron Judge. But tape it up. Do what you got to do, because spit on it and get out do, there. Rub some dirt on it. Whatever you need to do, sir. Because you know what they're winning without Aaron Judge. Ugats is what they're winning without Aaron Judge. They weren't winning much with Aaron Judge, right? As shown by like recent playoff struggles. But without Aaron Judge, look at this team. Like this just reinforces his. It just reinforces that he's the MVP. Look at this. He covered up a lot of bad. Right? I, I was actually saying this to my fiance that uh, Edwin Diaz's nickname, they should change it from sugar to cologne because it covered up a lot of stink. And no, Aaron Judge needs to go from, he, his nickname needs to be cologne because Aaron Judge covered up a lot of stink in the Bronx. And they need him back ASAP. If he can handle physically. Are you in need of air care maintenance or service? I have the company for you. Air care technicians. They service the Westchester and Northern Bronx area and can help you with all your heating and cooling maintenance and service needs. Just give them a call at 914-315-1547. Again, that's 914-315-1547. Or shoot them an email at aircaretechnicians at gmail.com. These guys are the real deal as they are veteran-owned, licensed, and insured. Make sure to tell them that DNZ sent you. The choice is yours. Swipe left or swipe right. All right, boys and girls, especially my online dating fans out there. We have a statement. And if you agree with it, you swipe right. If you disagree, you swipe left. Swipe left or swipe right. Number one, Mookie Betts in the home run derby. Yeah, I'm swiping left on this. Um, you know, give me give me Julio Rodriguez, give me Mike Trout, give me Otani, Devers, Muncie. Give me give me the best power hitters. I'm not interested in seeing the best players necessarily play 
in the home run derby. I don't need 5'9", 175-pound Mookie Betts out there hacking away. No, thank you. I'm swiping right. Here's why, here's why I'm swiping right. It's LeBron in the dunk contest. I don't give a shit about I don't care about how good LeBron is. He's never going to be in the dunk contest. Like, I don't care about the guys who are never going to be in the home run derby. Give me the guys who want to participate. Give me Pete Alonso. You're never going to, you're never going to get some of these guys. So you might as well go for the guys who say, I want to do this. And Mookie Betts wants to do it. Like, I am all for that. Because you lost Aaron Judge, for one. Like, Trout, what's Trout have left to prove? And he may get hurt. Like, the, the season's still young. Again, he will. Yeah. 253, 19. He's got 19 bombs. That's fine. Like, he's representative. It's not like he has six. You know, it's not like you're putting in, like, Josh Donaldson, who's had a direct year. He's like, I'll do it. Like, no, Mookie Betts deserves to be there. And if he wants to do it, he's got the numbers that back him up. So, you know what? Kudos to you. Do it if you want to, Mookie. Win it. You know, I would be fine if it was Mookie versus Julio Rodriguez in the final. Right? J-Rod against Julio, against uh, Mookie. That would be fine by me. Like, I, the home run derby is something I've, I have not cared about in a long while. Even when Pete Alonso was winning them. I'm just it's a it's a sideshow. I have no interest in it. So if you want to do it, you do you, boo boo. Have at it. Have fun. Swipe left or swipe right. Number two, the Jets on hard knocks this year. Yeah, this is like a pipe dream. This is something that they're hoping they get. That right now, I don't think it's been decided who's going to have hard knocks. But yeah, I have no interest in seeing them. So I'm swiping left on this. Give me the Dolphins, but they would be fun. Give me the, the give me Cincinnati with Burrow. Give me the 49ers with all that talent. No interest in seeing New York Jets on hard knocks. I think that it would be a fine choice. I think that, you know, the NFL wants to do it. They want to get their biggest circus out there, right? They want their biggest sideshow out there. And the Jets will certainly provide that. So I'm going to swipe right on this. And what makes it even better is that the Jets don't want to do it. So that's why it's going to be even better for me. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be exactly what you want as a viewer, right? It's going to be the ultimate car crash, the ultimate chaos in theory. Now, because they don't want to do it, it's going to make for bad TV because it's going to be super buttoned up. It's going to be super reserved. You're not going to see anything. The NFL should want this. The Jets probably should want this too. Right? It's good PR. It's good PR for the team. But I have a feeling that the Jets are going to shoot themselves in the foot and deliver a very boring, bland presentation of the circus and the freak show that we know is coming. I mean, at least, you know, let Aaron Rodgers loose a little bit. Just give me one. Just give me one time that he yells at a, a rookie wideout. 
just give us something. Give us a little nibble, a little taste. But I'm gonna I'm gonna swipe right on this begrudgingly because I'm gonna hate watching. It's gonna be great. Trust me. Swipe left or swipe right. Number three, Kevin Durant is the best college basketball player over the last 25 years. Um, okay, so here, here's my thing. This comes out because a poll was recently released of the top 25 college basketball players the last 25 years. And Durant was named number one. Uh, I believe Jay Will was in the top five. Uh, fucking J.J. Redick was seven. Unbelievable. <laughs> Steph Curry was five. I'm not really sure I'm on board with that either. But I'm going to swipe left on this. For my money, Carmelo Anthony was the best college basketball player the last 25 years. As a freshman, he won the chip for Syracuse, sporting a 22 and 10. Second to Anthony, I would go with Kemba Walker, mainly because of the Big East run in their national championship that year. I think an argument can make a, an argument could be made for Jay Williams. An argument could also be made for John Wall. Didn't win the chip, got to the eight, but man, he was a great college player. Succeed. So that's what I got. I mean, those are great choices. And you have, you certainly have a lot that you can choose from, right? You got AD, you got Steph, you got Tyler Hansborough. Right. I mean, I know you're not a fan of JJ. Jerry McNamara, the, the wonderful Jerry McNamara, Scotty Reynolds. Like, oh, those are just guys that, like, stayed forever. I think Scotty Reynolds got his doctorate. Trey Young. Trey Young is a good choice. I mean, then you have guys who had good longevity careers, like a Shane Battier, Rip Hamilton. Basically, like, guys that you know were legit long-term studs. And pretty much people that were on your NBA TV for the past 25 years. Statistically speaking, Durant blew them all out of the water in his one season at Texas. Right? 26 points per game, 11 rebounds, two blocks, two steals. He won the Wooden Award. He was a first team AP All American, a Big 12 Player of the Year, Big 12 Defensive Team. He. He did it, right? He was an amazing stud. But, you know, it, you, you also need to take into account because it said, you know, our question, our statement was best college basketball player. It didn't say men's college basketball player, right? You can argue Maya Moore. You can argue Swin Cash. You can argue... Sue Bird, Diana Tarazi, you can argue all of those guys. Shamiqua holds claw if you want towards the tail end of it. That's because you know you're talking about 98-99, right? You're kind of in that range. But there are plenty of people that can take this mantle for that one fleeting moment, right? That one statistical year. Durant takes them because it was one solid, one amazing year. But if you're looking, 
if you're looking for a body of work, right? Because you have more than one year. Anybody can have one year, right? It's about having the consistency. I don't know. Rip Hamilton definitely stands out to me. Elton Brand national champion. Out to me. National champion. You got Elton Brand really yeah. stands out to me. Mecca Okafor, another good one. A Mecca Okafor, another really good one. But you know, give me some longevity. Give me, give me some stakes in this, right? Not don't give me just a, you know, a one and done. Even you know, Dougie McBuckets had a good career, and he stayed four years. So. Those guys are going to carry a little bit more weight, in my opinion. So, in terms of score, give me Rip Hamilton. But if you're going to give me an all-around great player, I'll take Elton Brand. Elton Brand up against any of them. Elton Brand was a stud, and he was a stud in, in the show, too. Right? Not just at the college level, he was also a stud in the, in the, uh, in the pros, in the NBA. So... It's definitely a divisive statement for sure, and definitely designed to spark argument. But I am, uh, I'm sure there are plenty of people out there that will kind of, you know, fly their banner for their favorite player. want to get on the action we want to hear from you hit us up fade route mail at gmail.com slide in our dms on ig at fade route podcast drop us a dm on twitter at fade route dnz comment on our youtube channel the fade route with dnz questions comments picks segment suggestions you name it we want to hear from you get at us in crowd The Fade Store presents the Alleged Superstar of the Week Award. All right, boys and girls, you know what time it is. It's time for the Alleged Superstar of the Week. Here's how it goes. We put up a poll on our Twitter account at FadeRoutDNZ, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote. And the winner of said poll gets a shout-out on this here show and the coveted ass trophy. And do you know who took home the coveted ass trophy last week, D? You don't. The Mexican national team supporters. <laughs> Knock off the racial the racial stuff. Knock off the misogynistic chants. Knock off the brawls on the pitch. Mexico has a lot to clean up right now. And the fans, you can do your part too by not chanting anti-gay slurs. Just throwing that out there. That was last week. This is this week. Who are your nominees for Alleged Superstar of the Week? All right, Z. I mean, one of them I'm sure we shared. Alex Manoa of the Blue Jays. Playing some rookie ball. Just got sent down. Only went two and two-thirds of an inning. 11 runs, 10 hits, 3 Ks. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Number two. Oh, the rotting carcass of CP3. Everyone <laughs> loves to say he's a future Hall of Famer, one of the 75 greatest players in NBA history. 
Dude is getting ready to play for his seventh team. How many Hall of Fame basketball players can you say played for six teams and has no rings? I'll wait. You can DM us if you get that. And number three, Aaron Judge. Man, I knew your big toe is hurting, but you're the Yankee captain, man. You got Ruth, Gehrig, DiMaggio, Mantle, all those names. Do you think that they wouldn't play a game if they had a bad toe? I don't think a bad toe would keep those boys out of the lineup. You got to find a way to play, my friend. Your team needs you. Aaron Judge, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Z, what do you got? All great choices. All really good choices. The Manova one is bad. Like Roy, <laughs> Hallett, Roy Halliday, he is not. Right? He talked all that shit coming out of the minors. And he liked to talk all that shit. Like to tweak the Yankees, too. But now he's getting lit up by 18 and 19-year-olds. That's a bad look, Alec. So I'm going to start with the University of Florida baseball team. Mm. You put up 24, right, to get to the final winner-take-all game against LSU. But then you proceed to give up 18 in that winner-take-all game. LSU put the beat down on you and beat the pants off of you to take home the College World Series trophy in Omaha. Get better, do better. Just do better. Florida Gators men's baseball team, you are my alleged superstar of the week. The Colorado Rockies. Angels 25, Rockies 1. Need I say more? Oh, yes I can, because they traded Mike Moustakis to the Angels the next day. So not only did they beat your ass that badly, but then they took one of your players and then proceeded to beat you again. It's it's amazing. Oh, do you want to hear the crazy part? The Rockies won this series. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. The Angels outscored them, but the Rockies won the series. That's fine. But for that one moment in time, Angels 25, Rockies won. Rockies, you are my alleged superstar of the week. And last but not least, the NHL. You scrapped all specialty warm sweaters after multiple issues with the Pride alternate sweaters last year. So the bigots win? In the immortal words of Axel Foley, party's over, Max fucked it up for everybody. How can you stand for anything? How can you stand and support anybody? How can fans, how can players feel empowered and included when you will not stand for them? This isn't about jersey sales. It's bigger than that. You have the potential to be on the side of right. But the NHL is choosing to be on the side of what will give them less negative publicity. NHL, you are my alleged superstar of the week. I think we've said our piece. Go to our Twitter account at FadeRouteDNZ and vote, and vote, and vote, and vote, and for our nominees. Just do better, boys. Just do better.
can't help but smile when you see a balloon. The simplest occasion is a party. Westchester Pop Stars, located in New Rochelle, New York, offers balloon styling and decor for all life's events. Birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, showers, school and corporate events, store openings, or just because. Westchester Pop Stars takes balloons and shapes them into works of art, creating decorative installations for your special occasions. No event is too big or too small, and their custom personalization service is top notch. Westchester Pop Stars is a private studio, quickly expanding. In-person consultation is by appointment only. Send an email to westchesterpopstars at gmail.com for more information or to schedule an appointment. No need to hire an event stylist. All you need is balloons. Currently servicing Westchester, Putnam, New York City, and Connecticut. To find Westchester Pop Stars, search for them on Instagram, Facebook, or Google. Order up! We are almost near the end of our position by position breakdown. It is time for us to order up. Order up, order up. This week, we are ordering up the top five outfielders in all of Major League Baseball. Not just left field, not just center field, not just right field all the outfielders all at once here we go from five to one who you got you all right at number five my list has to have him because he's just you know he's that good it's it's mike trout i know he gets hurt and but he's still mike trout and one of the best players in the game and he can patrol outfield for me on any night. Number four, Mookie Betts. One of the best all-around baseball players in the game. And a hell of a bowler, by the way. Uh, number three, Aaron Judge, the Yankee captain. He's broke the single home run record uh, in the AL last year. I know he's hurt right now, but to me, he still covers a lot of ground. As, a, as an outfielder, as a big man, he's got a cannon. He can leap over the wall, and, man, he can crush the baseball. Number two might surprise you. It's Lewis Robert Jr. I just think he's a supreme athlete, and he's having a nice year. I mean, he's batting 270, 43 RBIs, 22 home runs. Uh, I'm on board with him. He had a blunder last week in the outfield, but I like him. And number one, he better be your number one, too. It's Ronald Acuna Jr. Of course, I'm going with my guy. Man, number one prospect in all of baseball at one time. He's batting 328, 17 home runs, 35 stolen bases. Like I said earlier in the show, Braves have won 20 games in the month of June. Yeah, he had two home runs yesterday. Uh, he's just a beast. What do you got, Z? Good choices. All really good choices. Now, I have a sneaky honorable mention here who player comps statistically with Mike Trout. Trout has an 844 OPS. This player has an 819 OPS. Trout has an, a 480 slugging. This player has a 449 slugging. Trout has a 363 on base percentage. This player has a 371 on on base percentage. 
Trout has two steals. This guy has three. Trout, Trout has two steals. That's it. Wow. Trout has 41 ribbies. This player has 38 ribbies. This player has a 282 batting average compared to Trout's 253 and 10 homers compared to Trout's 17. Who would this player be? Who do you think this player is, is my honorable mention? I don't know. It's not IKF, is it? No, it is not. <laughs> it is Brandon Nimmo of oh, the New York Mets. Wow, that's so Brandon, So Brandon Nimmo is having a really stellar season. Trout's and that's your honorable mention. That's my honorable mention. mention. My honorable mention, because Trout's just a little bit better. Trout is just a little bit better in the power department. But kudos to Brandon Nimmo. Like, he is so underrated, it's not even funny. Like, there is no reason that Brandon Nimmo shouldn't be in Seattle representing the Mets for the All-Star game this year. Oh, I thought you said going to get traded to Seattle. No, 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 no. Nimmo is a stud. Nimmo is somebody that you build around. Trout, it's a little bit of a down year for him. He's healthy, but he's playing. That's great. And he is doing Mike Trout things. It's to be expected at number five. Number four, Juan Soto. How quickly we forget. 919 OPS, 496 slugging, 423 on base percentage, 270 batting average, 14 homers, 41 ribbies. Same as Trout. Six steals, three times the amount as Trout. And, you know a prolific hitter. Number three, Mookie Betts. Yeah. 852 OPS, 349 base percentage, 503 slugging, 19 homers. Average, a little down, 253, but still 19 homers make up for that. And let's not forget that he plays a stellar defensive outfield and he's versatile. Guy can play second base in a pinch if you need him. Yeah, he plays Num- it for them in the late innings a lot. He does. He does. Number two. Ronald Acuna Jr. Ronald Acuna <laughs> Jr. of the Braves. Stud. <laughs> Complete and total stud. <laughs> Complete and total stud. I'm not going to discount Ronald Acuna Jr. Just his numbers speak for himself, right? 330, 19. 51 home, 51 ribbies, 35 steals, 990 OPS, 586, four, slugging 404 on base. Guys having a monster year. But for as much as he was doing and for what his team is doing without him, the best outfielder in all of baseball is none other than Aaron Judge. Hmm. You cannot argue that. Look what the Yankees have become without him. But just look. Now, just look at the rotting carcass that this team has become. But even before the team started rotting, he had 1,078 OPS, 674 slugging, 404 on base percentage, 40 ribby, 291 batting average, 19 homers. He was more than covering. He was more than living up to his end of the bargain. And he's the reigning MVP. So... Acuna's having a great year. Judge is also having a great year. And it's just cementing him even further. Yes, I know you. he was an alleged superstar for you. But for me, this is proof positive of how much, of how great he is. 
because he carried 25 other stiffs. That is the sign of greatness. That is the sign of Aaron Judge being the man. This has been the Fade Route with DNZ. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Catch our podcast on Wednesday nights on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. So until next time, stay faded, everyone. Time for us to run the go route, but we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review. Turn on subscription notifications and tell your friends. Spread the word. Spread it wide.